0: Welcome everyone to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I'm your host, Nick Irwin, and I want to welcome my co-hosts, Shane Eisterhold, Patrick Smith, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick, where can they find us?
1: Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastesdifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram. At it tastes different, PC. And then, last but not least, is Twitter, where you can find us at it tastes diff.
0: What's for dessert? We eat the raindrop cake with Valve. Today, we're going to talk about Valve, the video game developer and publisher. It was founded in 1996 by Gabe Newell and Mike Harrington. Uh, they're based out of Bellevue, Washington, and of course, their first game was Half-Life, first-person shooter released in 1998, which we all know Half-Life, which spawned, then spawned a bunch of other games and a lot of games that were uh, kind of based off of Half-Life and the Half-Life engine, the Source engine. So today we're going to talk about Valve and their games and their accomplishments and just kind of how the company is now and, you know, where we might see them going off in the future. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start this off, we'll just kind of go around and talk about Valve and... You know, what we think about the company and the kind of different games they brought out and various aspects of that type of stuff. So, uh Patrick, I'll go ahead and start with you, buddy. What do you, what do you want to say about Valve?
1: Well, in my opinion, their greatest achievement is Steam. <laughs> I know they make some great games, but in my opinion, their greatest achievement is Steam. <laughs> I, I've lost so much money to Steam because Steam, they sell... They distribute their own games, but they also sell a whole bunch of other collectors' game, other developers' games. Um, you know, they make games. Uh, they made games for a long time, but I think most of their focus has recent has more often than not been their, been the Steam platform in my, and then their engine, their Source Engine. Obviously, you know they're still developing and using the Source Engine, but my opinion, it's it's Steam. Uh, I'm always advent and fervent on steam especially during like the winter sales the the summer sales and then the periodic sales in between there because man you can get some great games for like dirt cheap uh i by no means have the largest steam library amongst us uh (laughs) uh but i'm probably second on my steam library in this group uh but i have plenty of friends who have a steam library that'll put all of ours to shame you know uh but that's what ends up happening you end up buying like I don't know, ten or twenty games when the when the when the sale comes around because you get ten or twenty games for under hundred bucks easy during the Steam sale, and then you just get around to playing two or three of them before the next sale, and then you buy ten more and two or three before the next sale. Next thing you know, you got a hundred or a couple hundred game library, and you, you, you haven't played you have the you have the library of shame at that point. You haven't played half of them. <laughs> so, I <laughs> I mean I don't know about about you, Nick, who I believe has the largest Steam library amongst us, but I probably have a. I probably have played 60% of the games in my library.
0: Yeah, I haven't played a lot. I own more than I've played, for sure. <laughs> all
1: right. Yeah, I think you got the largest Steam library out of all of us. You may even have a larger Steam library than the rest of us combined.
0: Yeah, I, my library is pretty large. Let, let's see here. I have 760 games in Steam. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. I only have 249 so
2: (laughs) man i thought i was doing okay at like 60 just over 60 (laughs) right
1: yeah i have two. but i'm a
2: console guy though right
1: yeah so yep i mean that's what i figured i figured nick wouldn't have the larger game but i was for the most part i was a pc gamer up until probably late 360 game on the consoles i mean i played all the old consoles and i played the original playstation i kind of fell out of of touch with the consoles after a while i got distant i got disingenuous i got basically disenfranchised with them because the games were just getting so expensive and i felt like they weren't worth the price that they were asking for them and then um you know the the community and game the gaming uh for me on pc was better because there were so many the community was so full of modders and so full of all these people just doing this outside the box things with video games i mean you could do so much with games on a PC that you couldn't do on a console up until a few years ago or a year ago even. You couldn't do modding and stuff like that. And now Xbox is getting real big into allowing the modding community to uh, put in approved mods in the Xbox community. But like PC games, you know, it's um, it's whatever you want. You put out whatever you want, and if it's good enough, people will download it. So Valve has kind of kept that hobby going for me with with Steam. Uh, You know, and, you know, so I'm pretty sure a lot of us is the same way, uh, but, you know, they're better known for their games for some people, um, but I better, I more associate them with uh, Steam uh, uh, Digital Library and Digital Distribution Services, Um, but they also play, we also play a lot of games. Uh, Russ, what do you, uh, what do you think of when you think of Valve?
3: Well, I mean... I have to first say, you know, if if I don't say Half Life, I mean that was my number one game. Uh, for those listeners that may not have have heard, that's my number one game of all time is is Half Life. It's it's the game that they kind of introduced an RPG slash first person shooter kind of atmosphere to me, and the story just engulfed me. But to to kind of kind of backtrack a little bit on the steam portion of it. I think I believe that Steam was the first digital library uh library um system out there, something that you can buy all your games and have them there at just a click of a button versus having to have fourteen different hard drives to download all these games over time i think I think I feel like Steam was the very first one p c wise that kind of did that and and that was i think that's what's revolutionary about steam versus all the other products out there I mean, origin came after i mean all, all those came after this this one here and, and i think that's what sets sets this company apart and then if we look back at at valve within the addition of uh making half-life and then they had you know the offshoots team fortress uh counter-strike they had uh day of feet you know all those games kind of kicked off around that source engine i think that's a big accomplishment from them as well in that era there you know there was a lot of people using the unreal engine um i mean you had unreal tournament at the time or, or whatever it was there and, and you had quake and you had all those guys but yet at the same time here it was its own developer its own software company making these things that were being used outside of it and being very successful in-house. I think that's a huge, a huge thing about valve is that they're very successful keeping things in house. Now I know times have changed and stuff like that, but at the same time, this company was very successful in a time where, uh, it it has, has kept strong with steam by looking outside the box, at least in my opinion. So half life, half life Two, both counter strikes, uh, uh, counter strike the very the original one of course uh and then when they when they did uh counter strike um oh my goodness my brain just dumped the name of that second one the counter strike source when that one came out as well uh, that was kind of the revamp of counter strike and then they did counter strike condition 0 all those there are a lot of fun i mean hours upon hours land games beyond land games good times with that game so um You know, it was a good time. I I enjoy... I'm very proud to be a very big fan of this, hence the reason why I did suggest this to be one of our developer highlights. Um, Because this, I think, is an example of a company, when done right, when kept together and in-house, how it could produce over time. I mean, Half-Life, Alex, although we are very upset that it is a VR game, it has got success, so... I don't want to fault them because I don't feel like spending the money, but I'll fault them because they should have had an alternative for PC people. But anyway, that being said, how about, how about you, Shane, what you got to say?
2: Valve never heard of. No, just kidding. Valve's great. Uh, You know, Steam is awesome for PC players. It really is. Uh, I mean, it, it paved the way for origins, game pass. I mean, at least the setup of Game Pass, not the subscription part of it. And, you know, that's that's fantastic what they've done there. And like you were saying about the in-house stuff, they're really good at that. Uh, but when it comes to games, honestly, <laughs> Val, Val's got some hit and misses with me. Half-Life is a fantastic series. The problem with Half-Life, I I don't know if that game is as good as it is it really is, or as is as we want to say it is, or is it you know just uh, you know remembrance of the good old days that are you know youth that game came out was it that revolutionary? Uh, but me, the game that I really think about when I think of Valve is Left for Dead. I love the Left for Dead series. Uh, I've spent more time in the Left for Dead games and. Than any other game Valve has ever put out, you know, from Dooms to uh, to Counter Strikes, all that crap. Um, I'm a I'm a Left for Dead guy. I can't wait for the new. What's the new one called, Nick? Uh, something. Back new Back for Blood. Back for Blood. Yeah.
1: Well, that's yeah. not there, so can't. Oh, yeah,
2: but there. it's the same developers, uh, or not the same the developers? Same people. But same yeah, yeah, same crew. Yeah, not the uh, same developers. But, <laughs> yeah, but the uh, yeah, but that's yeah, that's the game I remember. You know, I think of more fondly than any of them. Uh, Portal uh, with the uh, orange box, God love Portal. I mean, they you know they took that little developer, slapped it in their in their uh, three pack, and it was great. I mean, that game was so freaking fun, uh, and it was so different at the time too. Uh, and it and it fit right along with the Orange Box collection. It really did. I mean, uh, it worked great, uh, you know, as a companion piece for uh, the original Half Life and um, uh, Team Fortress. I mean, it was a great companion game, uh, and I, they, you know, they spurred a sequel out of it, which I loved even more. Uh, Valve knows what they're doing. Valve does make mistakes. I mean, we've all, you know, seen them make mistakes, but. I mean, overall, their track record is top notch. It's really hard to complain about Valve. Uh, as mean, a developer, you never hear anything bad about them. I mean, you really I mean, the don't.
1: The only bad thing I hear about them is they never put anything out. <laughs> they create all that this is hype, they never put anything out. Everybody's been wanting Half-Life 3 forever, and they never. And it was always like rumored and rumored and rumored and rumored. And oh yeah.
0: And,
1: and then yeah. you know, I think they canceled more Half-Life titles than they've actually
0: put out. <laughs>
2: yeah and i'll be honest they should have just took alex slapped a three on it threw it on a pc they could still do it and people be like yay finally even though it's the same damn game as alex yeah Um, i
1: mean i would play alex even if it wasn't if they would put out a non-3d version of it uh, i would play it because i want to play it but i can't afford a 3d setup right now
2: yeah, it's 3D is cool and it's fun, but it's it's pricey. I mean, it really is. Plus, you gotta have a pretty tight computer to play it right. But overall, yeah, I think th- right? th- yeah. Overall, I think Valve is a fantastic developer, a very smart company too. But you know, I want to see them actually put out more games, especially the games that you know they've teased for twenty five years.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, because they've been doing, you know, they. the problem with Steam is that they have a really good set of game or Steam, the Valve, but they have a really good set of games, but they just come out. It's so rare that they put out right. a game. I mean, when you think about it, let's put last year, for example, what games did we get from Valve last year? We
2: got two. Doom and... No. Doom's not. No, not Doom. Um... Dota. We got Dota, Dota and half life Underlords.
1: Island. Exactly. That's all we got from them last year. And then we got nothing in 2019 from them. And then one game in 2018, one in 2016, uh, two in 2014. And, uh, you know, they seem to be slowing down on their game development because we were getting at least one a year from them for a while. And now it's getting like years between games from them. Uh, Their focus just maybe shifted. I don't know. I mean, they do lease out their game engine quite a bit to other, other developers. It's not like it's not like the source engine is just for them. Um, no, no. So you know, so it, it's. It, I mean, because the original engine was what was the original engine called? Was it like Gold Source? Source was it Gold Source uh, or?
3: No, source, source is the source current and engine. Source then Source Gold, no, two they had the something before engine, Source?
1: They had something before Source, um, because it was it was the what, engine that was before that was built off the Quake engine. Um, I think it was Gold Source is what the original engine that they started with was, because uh, it was like heavily, heavily I'm gonna use the word borrowed from the Quake engine, and then the Quake, en- <laughs> you know. But I think it was Gold Source was the was their original engine that they came out with, which is what like Half Life was Half Life was built on was like Gold Source. They 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 do a lot by gamers. I mean, they're one of the companies that can. It seems like, as Shane has said, they can do no wrong. But in my opinion, I'm always like, "Where's the next Half-Life? Oh, it's yeah, going to be but... here in a year, in two years, in three years, and and then no years and no years." And everybody still, everybody was still talking about Half-Life, Every even though E3. Yeah. The... And when was the last Half-Life before Alex?
2: Uh, Half-Life Two was what? Two thousand one.
1: Are you talking about the the blue shift and the decay ones?
2: No, I think I'm just thinking of the uh, actual. Half
0: Life Two came out in twenty two thousand four. Yeah, and
2: now. then Episode Two came out in 06.
1: But you know, we haven't had a Half Life game in in a very long time. But every year, you're like, oh yeah, Half Life, Half Life Three, Half Life Three is coming out oh, yeah. this year, and they don't even have to say it, and people no. are just like, and people are just like, oh yeah, Half Life's coming this year, and you're like what where when mm. <laughs> you know so it's it's just funny how much um you know how much hype that their games can their game i should say can can bring even when they're not even talking about it you know i mean because uh, yeah what was it because Ep- they broke um after half-life 2 they put out two episodes for half-life 2 didn't they like um
0: no, yeah they episode they all... one and episode two. Uh, they were just
1: yeah. i thought they had a different title but yeah and then you know, between 2007 and 2020, there was no Half-Life, but there was talk of Half-Life 3 from then on. And then Half-Life: Alex came out.
3: I mm-hmm. mean, that's
1: probably their one of their more I wouldn't say more popular games, but it is a very popular game because you know I would say probably more people play Counter-Strike than than that. You know, we, I mean, I shouldn't say more people played it, but I should say it has more longer l- longevity because Counter-Strike. Still has a even the old two thousand version still has uh, the classic version ninety nine still has huge peop, amounts of people that play that game.
0: You got to remember oh, yeah. for like Counter Strike, you know, those were mods. Those weren't made yeah, by Valve. Yeah. They were just right. published because right. it became so popular. They were right. just because you know Half Life brought in the giant modding community. Yeah, that what was that of they, Defeat, yeah. uh, Counter Strike, all, all those different uh, Team Fortress. Well, I think Team Fortress was made by Valve. Yeah, that was part
1: of that came out as part of yeah, because that came out. I remember when they redid that with the orange box.
2: Yeah, yeah. but I can you know, still play uh, uh, Team Fortress. You
0: know, and there was other ones that that were pretty high, uh, other mods that came out that were pretty high and up there that became their own physical release. So Natural Selection, I think they have a Natural Selection too, which was also published by Valve, but started out as a mod. You know, even Half-Life had its own stuff too, like Opposing Forces and Blue Shift. Um, and,
3: and I want to, and I, and I want to stand my ground here on this point. Team Fortress was actually a mod for Quake, and developers were hired by Valve to remake it as a mod for Half-Life. So I'm just saying it was well, originally a mod. Maybe the wrong game, <laughs> but it was a mod.
1: <laughs> but
2: point yeah, I mean, Russ. <laughs> Stay I mean but, yeah,
1: I mean, but they make i mean if you <laughs> think about the majority of their you know the majority of like their stuff was as you guys have said mods and stuff like that, I mean, they even have Gary's mod, you know
2: <laughs> so yeah, well, I forgot about Gary's mod,
1: yeah, yeah, so it's um it's they just have so much stuff, i mean, just think i you know i they don't have a huge i should say they don't have a huge range of library, but they have a what they do have is like solid stock. I mean, I, out of what they have, I pretty much have played the majority of what they have outside of, I have never played half-life Alex because I don't have a, I don't have a 3d, I don't have a a 3d headset or I don't have a gaming computer big enough to play that, you know, outside of that, I played the majority of the library that they have. I, I don't know about you guys, but yeah, it's, it's, I've kind of played the majority of their library. So I think, I've been a fan of theirs for a long time. It's just they have a lot. They don't have a lot. <laughs> yeah. These have a whole lot of, as you said, mods and and stuff like that. Because I don't know how many how many different Counter Strike mods there is. How many different like Half Life versions there is out there. Team Fortress, as as Russ pointed out, there's like multiple versions of that. And even like uh, I think the the Orange Box introduced like a little bit of stuff that they've got. From like Gary's Mod and a bunch of that other stuff. It's just. It's a mishmash. But they just keep on. They just keep on building on that framework. And then the Left 4 Dead stuff. I mean. Hey we've been talking about another Left 4 Dead for years.
2: Yeah. Uh, Left 4 Dead. Really was the. In my opinion. the big The big console game for Valve. Because I mean. They've had some other games. But to me. That's the one that really established Valve as a console games uh, console game maker.
1: And I mean, outside of that, I mean, I played Dota. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure I know Russ has played Dota because him and I played it together. It was just it was a, in my opinion, it was a lesser version of League of Legends. So really hard to get involved in that (laughs) one. I didn't like the turn mechanics in it and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it was their attempt, and it's still going on. I should say. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't say. Dota is still a pretty popular game. Dota, I guess you know. Off of major
3: releases, I would say, as a personal side of it, Dota Two is actually the biggest letdown Valve game I've played. I mean, beyond beyond everything else, I mean that that really is. uh, Of course, we unfortunately did spend a lot of time on League before we played uh, Dota Two, but it, it just. Like you said, it didn't resonate the way that you were hoping on these other games. I mean, even I um, played the Left for Dead series, which usually is not my cup of tea, but I, I liked them a lot. They were a lot of fun. Um, and then I messed around with Portal 2 a little bit as well. But, you know, I mean, they're all really... There's nothing that's a horrible game. It's not like... You know, it's not like Valhalla or so no I'm kidding. I shouldn't say that. I mean there's some people out there that love it, but it's really not all that great. Um, you know, so it's at least they have quality quality games.
0: Right? Well they pub, you know, they publish a lot of quality games that you put out there because you know, even Left for Dead's not made by Valve, it's made by Turtle Rock. Yeah. Um you know, it was published by Valve. So if you think about the games that Valve itself actually made, we're talking like half-life and <laughs> half-life <laughs> that's, pretty much, that's pretty much it like all these well, other I ones would, we mentioned are all mods left 4, that
1: left for dead was developed by valve south i don't i don't know
0: no it was it was developed
1: it's, by turtle rock
2: it, no, was, it developed was developed by, by valve valve, south. A, valve yeah um
1: do you know that you do you know that you know that turtle rock studios when they made left for dead was formerly valve south
3: Corrected twice. Oh, Turtle Rock oh. Studios used to be Valve. Back
1: in, you know, they were found, but they they were acquired yeah. by Valve in 2008 and then refounded. In okay, well, yeah, they
0: were formerly Valve South, but
1: no, no, they were founded as yeah. Valve South. According and they,
0: to Wiki, it says developed by Turtle Rock Studios, formerly Valve South, who were acquired by Valve prior to the release of Left for Dead. Left for Dead's a
1: 2008 game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Turtle <laughs> Rock Studios. Studio Rock was in was their Turtle Rock was 2011. So they were owned by they were owned by Valve when they made Left 4 Dead.
2: So you know, the moral of the story I mean, is, is don't is your life on wiki. Right. No, and what I'm saying wiki
0: is wrong. which it could be. It's made by people that just put that type in here, but you know, I mean, Turtle Rock Studio. It says Turtle Rock Studios was formerly Valve South. So it was formerly Valve South, who were acquired by Valve prior to the release of Left For Dead, which came out in two thousand and eight. So they were acquired by Valve, Turtle Rock Studios, which was formerly Valve South. So I guess they were Valve South, left Valve, formed Turtle Rock Studios, and then got acquired by Valve.
1: So Turtle Rock was it was they were they were founded in two thousand and two and then they were bought by Valve in two thousand eight. Their original name was Turtle Rock and then they got bought by Valve in two thousand and eight and then they went independent again in two thousand eleven. And the the game that they developed was published in two thousand and eight with under Valve.
0: Right. But okay. So yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't but I wouldn't say it was made by Valve though, right? I mean, because in this form it's a separate group that was just purchased by Valve, brought into the company to say they're but the, the, when the game came out, it was published as Turtle Rock Studios as a developer.
2: Well, it just owned by Valve, yeah. I, I, will, I will agree. It's
0: weird. That's like getting into legal stuff there, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it
1: is technically a Valve game. Because, I mean, Valve, it, when you look at the titles, it was published and developed by Valve. When you look at the actual developer uh, library for Left for Dead. Right, I mean, which they were all.
0: owned by Valve, so, I mean, essentially you could say that, right? right. That they were that was developed by them, even though it's a separate studio that's and owned by Valve. To,
1: yeah, and if you go to Valve's site, they even list it as their game, so, I mean, I don't know. It's probably, like you said, it's legality stuff, but, I mean... Well, that I'm just is talking about, their like, game. you
0: know... <laughs> I'm talking about, like, Valve proper, you know? If you think about the games that Valve itself, not as subsidiaries, but itself made you're looking at, like, Half-Life, and that's it. This
2: I mean, argument brought to you uh, by are, Valve. Sometimes it we make games. Who
1: makes the Portal? I thought <laughs> Valve was Portal as well. You no,
0: know, Portal was a separate group that was brought that was purchased by Valve. It was uh, it was um it was also, I believe it and I haven't looked at this one, but I believe it was also a mod that Valve really liked and then purchased the company that made it.
3: I feel like at some point in time somebody's gonna say Batman is not a superhero. Yeah,
2: no,
0: he's not. <laughs>
2: He's a rich dude with nice toys. Yeah,
0: so Portal was developed by a team including DigiPen Institute of Technology graduates, who were then hired by Valve to create a successor to. So to another game, which I then I guess so I guess they made Portal, but it wasn't called Portal, and then Valve hired them, and then they made Portal. Okay, because yeah, off of the original idea of their first game, hmm. which was called Net. N- okay. Nacula, Belakar? i don't know i don't know so technically
1: portal is theirs though i mean at that point because it's a, yeah I mean, so they obviously. bought
0: or they hired the people that made the first alliteration of portal and then they made yeah. Portal. so so portal but, would be theirs then right
1: i mean there's just so many it yeah that's where it gets convoluted because i mean <laughs> if you if you start looking at things like counter-strike you know also known as they bought know, that team, too
0: though right it so. was a C- it was sierra wasn't it back in the day no no, Counter-Strike was just a mod of Half-Life, but
1: yeah, cuz it's called Half-Life Counter-Strike is usually what it's referred to when you, when right, you I think
0: it was like the it. original. Yeah. But then they bought the company that made Counter-Strike or the, the mod community or, or hired them or whatever. I don't know if they had their own company name or something like that, but and then it brought them into the Valve umbrella. And then I think go I think from there, like the other releases like Zero or Condition Zero and Source and all that stuff were all made internally, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, and I think Dade Seat went through the same thing too, because that's a really big mod, or was I guess it's own separate game now. But I think that one's still being played pretty heavily nowadays. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was a mod of Half Life. Yeah, I mean a lot of it was a mod of their original game, and they're like, you know, which is fine. I mean, because that, in my opinion, that's that's kind of what's the best source of flattery is imitation type stuff, you know. And it's like somebody thought their game was good enough
0: to build a mod off of. I mean, well, I mean if you know if Val looks at these people that make these games like counter-strike and Day Defeat and various things like that portal and stuff like that and sees like great potential in them, you know, to, to, to the point of actually hiring them for the company to make, to, to continue this uh, franchise, right. Mm -hmm. Or this game, that's a big, that's a big accomplishment for those individuals.
1: Right. Yep. Um, Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, yeah, I guess if you think about that, then, what did they actually make half-life and everything is kind of a spinoff did
0: <laughs> right you know. half-life and everything was just kind of a mod that they just hired everybody in and kind of
2: so kind of valve like is so uh, Val not real they're just they're like santa claus okay new you santa claus yeah oh, gabe new is santa claus yeah.
1: because <laughs> 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 i mean even like gary's mod isn't theirs you know it was i think that was face punch and they just published it right um and I, I mean, there's some there's some less, I should say, there's a lot, there's a few lesser known games that I think are theirs. Like, in, what about that Alien Swarm game? That one wasn't popular at all.
0: Yeah, I never, until looking at the wiki, I never even heard of that game.
1: I mean, it got decent reviews when it came out. It was average reviews, I should say. It was upper 70s, lower 80s on the out of 100 score when it came out. I will say that I didn't play a whole lot of it because I didn't have a whole lot of friends, but it was just top-down shooter that was single-player and had some uh, cooperative multiplayer in it.
0: So I guess that was a a remake of Unreal Tournament 2004, a mod. called (laughs) Alien Swarm, and its developers were hired by Valve. (laughs) Shattering
1: the illusion of Valve is what this episode should have been called, right?
0: (laughs) It seems like they, you know, yeah. I mean, like, really, it's kind of like Half-Life and Half-Life 2, and then from there just the modding community you know whatever they've come up with and stuff uh not even for their own engine you know in this sense <laughs> right cuz <laughs> you know yeah. unreal engine or unreal tournament it would have been the unreal engine not the source engine so right
1: yeah and and you know and like i said the source engine that the gold source engine which was the first one was what was heavily built off the quake engine which you know unreal and quake engine are pretty close and similarly when you look at what they came out with at the time but it's uh it's funny that you that you get into that and you're like okay so what has Valve really done and and all of, honestly Valve does a lot. I mean Valve has their own line of 3D their 3D components and and you know and and then the Steam Box and all this other stuff. I mean they've done a lot for the community. I right. mean I I own a Steam Box. It has never left the box.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I own one. I own one too. I own the controller as well. And yeah, uh, I have a controller I've I've taken much. them out of the box. I've hooked them up. It works. Okay, and then when I found out it worked okay, I put it back in the box, and that's where it's been. Right.
1: Because at first, <laughs> I I didn't quite understand what it was, and I got it, and I'm like, oh. And I got the reading, and I was going to hook it up, and I'm like, oh, you mean so I can just stream this to my computer- my TV in my living room? Well, I don't care about that. I play games on a big old monitor in my office, you know. And so I didn't really care about that after I got it. it but and I it works it.
0: okay. Yeah. It doesn't work that that great. Like, you know, I think you know personally. I had better experience with Stadia and with XCloud than I did with the Steam Box. Uh, the little the little portable one, not the not the not the computers they made, but the um, you know the little little
1: Right, well, when we talk about that, how TV dongle. How long yeah. ago? Well, it's not I mean it's a big I mean it's not a big box. It's it's about the it's size. Like an external
0: hard drive. It. Yeah. Uh, size like the small ones, not but, the Western question. But Digital. you have to
1: think about that. <laughs> how long ago was that? When you think right. about that in the grand scheme of thing, compared to what technology we have now.
0: I mean, they basically... Well, they don't even them sell them anymore.
1: No. But when they first came out, the Steam machines came out, like, what, 2012? Something, something like, like that. that. Or maybe 2014. Mm. Something around there. But, I mean, that was six, seven years ago when it finally came out. And in my opinion, all the other guys were just thinking about putting out something that was a streaming device. But Valve is more like stream your own in, in-house in computer to your TV and play games in any room of the house type thing through your own network. So, I mean, it's a little bit different, but it was still a concept of streaming games from your physical hardware to a smaller box remotely. But in my opinion, it didn't take off, and obviously it didn't. They killed it off, but, I mean, they basically...
0: I mean, what's unfortunate about that, too, though, is the only games that work with it are the ones that went into big picture mode. Right. (laughs) Which wasn't every game. It was a good handful of games, but still... It wasn't every game on your Steam library,
1: right? And now, and they kind of left that behind. in their big hardware for a since since then, in my opinion, has been their virtual reality. Their the H uh, when they uh, them and the electronics company HTC and Valve uh, did the Steam VR, and then you know uh, Steam like Vibe, yeah, Steam VR and the HTC Vive. Because originally there was Steam VR, and there was the HTC Vive. Mm. And and now they have their own the index the Valve Index is their right one. right. I mean they do a lot of stuff. They've just got their fingers in a little bit of everything in the gaming industry, I should say. You know, yeah. but
0: they still have their big picture mode. I only remember when I accidentally click on it. <laughs> right. And, and what do they call they have?
1: They're really, you know, in my biggest gripe and complaint about them is just a gripe and a complaint from a consumer standpoint. But everything on the Steam, everything new on Steam is always early access or or anything like that. But it's just because they have a huge indie developer like love. They put out their um, is it called? Is it green
0: light for them? What's their what's yeah, their like, green light? Steam yeah, green light. Or at least yeah, it so, used to be. I don't know if they call that any call it that anymore, do they?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's still gone, or or whatever. Um, uh, it's being. It was. Uh, maybe it was replaced by something. But you know, it's it's they they're really big into like the small developers, and obviously by us talking in this discussion, it makes perfect sense since they find these great little modding communities that make make a mod of their game that completely changes their game, and then. You know they buy they basically bring them on to start creating stuff full time as a job, so um, I think it's Steam direct now is what they call their new one um hmm. maybe yeah and but, like I said, you know it's 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 really good for small time developers and and indie developers and stuff like that for a person like me, it's just a nuisance and an annoyance because every game on there is just like early access and it never leaves or you know. It is that. But, you know, I will admit we've found some hidden gems and treasures doing stuff like that. Steam is in every, the Valve is in everything. I could call them Steam because that's what I've called them since I've been younger. I they're always <laughs> Valve, but it's always been Steam to me because everything is Steam because that's what I'm I most I mostly correlate them with Steam. You know, obviously Half-Life is a big game, but whenever I want to get on something now, I get on their Steam product and I'm like I need to go brown I'm on the Steam store at least once a week. I don't know about you guys, but I'm on there. Oh,
0: yeah, I'm on there at least at least once a day just to see what the cause they have daily sales. Yeah. Just to see. And you know, they have weekly sales and they have daily sales just to see what's on sale, if there's anything I want. And you know, even with other um uh, you know, we're talking about Steam, even with other developers like you have Origin and Good Old Games and Ubisoft's whatever they're Ubisoft connect or whatever their thing is called. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, every time I open one of those, I'm like, now how can I get the game I purchased on here onto steam? Yes. So I can want have it one in my library list?
1: to rule them all.
0: <laughs> Cause I just wanted a part of my steam list. Like I just want I don't want to have to open up something else. Now I know you can, like you can, you can add them there, but all it does is just, it's just a shortcut basically where it opens up. Like if you buy something from good old games, you can add it in steam, but then all it does is when you open it, it just opens up good old games or Origin or whatever and plays it right. from there. So right. it's kind of just
1: yeah. purpose. If you get the CD key and it's a and it's a Steam game, you can put the CD key in Steam and it'll then let you play it. But only if it's like a a, a specific type of like volume key type thing. But yeah, I mean, they they do a lot. I, I don't even know where to start with them half the time because of all of what they do. I mean. They've been around for a while now and they do all kinds of crap. They've been in all kinds of trouble in the past because of their the way that they do business. And I'm not saying the way they do business is bad. I'm just saying that they're challenging people like back in the day when when um uh you know, Valve bought um what was it? Sierra Entertainment cuz Valve bought them at some point. Or no, Valve bought, uh, Blizzard bought Sierra, sorry, and Valve sued them because of like an intellectual property violation. I mean, they've been in, you're always hearing something about them in the news. Or not even the news, but in the gaming industry. Because they've got something going on. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, and Nick made a joke about earlier, but Gabe Newall is always associated with Christmas because of the winter sale.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love their winter sale.
1: Me too. I love their winter and summer And sale. summer sale. <laughs> Yep. yep. Those are the two biggest sales they have, but they have sales all the time, but the winter and the summer sale. They also have little mini games and stuff like that on Steam. So when you buy games, you get little cards and trade them in and just do all kinds of cool stuff like that. Yeah, um,
0: the cool thing about the winter sales and the summer sales is like you can go to like the uh $5 and below games. Yeah, they're usually on sale too. So you can oh, get yeah. like a ton of really old games. They are old. And, then, and they're not always the greatest games, but some of them are pretty good. But you can get them for, like, 50 cents a pop, you know. Or even, or you know, if you're going to go beyond that, but, you know, outside of the sales, you go to Humble Bundle. I mean, a yep. lot of my game collection comes from Humble Bundle. Humble, uh, hum, Humble Bundle.
2: Use your words. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. Uh, but, you
0: know, Humble Bundle, they don't do it as much as they used to, but they still have where they'll put out, you know, You can get so many games. Of course, you know, this has nothing to do with Valve or Steam, but, you know, it it does in a way um, because you can get, like, 10 games for Steam that typically cost a lot. You know, in a Humble Bundle, all their proceeds or most of their proceeds go to charity depending on how you slide your little, you know, you can choose how much money you want to put towards charity and other things like that. But, yeah, you can get, like, a whole bunch of games for, like, 20 bucks. You can get, like, 10 games. And sometimes they have some really good games, so that's where a lot of my Steam library—the 760 games that I have—came from is from from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't do Humble Bundle as much as that. I'm I'm mostly buying because Steam will do like um, developer or publisher uh, grouping sometimes, where you can buy a whole a whole the entire publisher's library for like a hundred bucks or something. And I've done that a few times where you just get everything that publisher's ever. I saw one put the other together.
0: day that was one of those. It was uh-huh. $500, a little over $500 for the <laughs> oh, wow. developer cata- uh, catalog. I'm like, uh, no thanks. Yeah, that's out of my <laughs> league. I'm not Lord. paying that.
1: What are you guys giving me? Yeah, it better be like the Ubisoft library <laughs> or something, even though I don't want anything out of there. Like the entire company. <laughs> we probably own
0: most of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, on somewhere catalog. else.
1: But, you know, I mean, I you try to find something that's game-related that Valve doesn't have their hands in would be more of a, uh, a more of a an accurate statement because i mean they have game engine they have a game service uh, you know the steam service they have hardware they used to part they used to partner with you know we talked about htc uh but they don't partner with them anymore i think the index is completely 100 percent theirs now you know they're not partnering with with htc anymore for the vibe it, it's hard to say what they don't do i know you know They're still privately held, right? Or privately held. I think Gabe Newell owns like 50% of them or something still. I'm pretty
0: sure they're still privately held. I don't think they have any higher up publishers or anything like that. Right.
1: So, and and I think, you know, Gabe Newell owns the majority of the company still. So,
0: and they're a big,
1: big company, you know. Yeah, they
0: are. Right. I mean, Steam itself is their driving force, right? You know, I mean, it has been for years. That's why we haven't seen anything new from them. I mean, it's surprising, you know, it's really surprising to see Half-Life Alex. You know, we, you know, for us gamers, we didn't think we'd see anything else from, from Valve. Because, uh, I mean, the last few games they made or came out with maybe be some, like, Dota spinoffs. Or, uh, you know, they made the Artifact game, which was the card game for mobile devices, you know. Oh, yeah, which, I forgot about that. Yeah, which I don't think did very well. But, uh, you know, and then the Dota uh, Underlords that came out... To, uh, Came out last year, you know, which I don't think did very well either. But you know, those were again published by Valve. It, it probably created by Valve, but again, it's probably that team that works on Dota for Dota. And Artifact was apparently designed by uh, Richard Garfield, who does the Magic: The Gathering, uh, which is cool. But um, you know, it's it's also a card game based on Dota, so you have to be a real big Dota fan to probably play it. Which I don't think those did very well either. I, I don't really hear about them much anymore. I think Artifact ended up closing down after a while, didn't it? Or is that still going?
1: Yeah, I never got into it. I didn't really hear about it until you just now said it. I forgot. Yeah, I, I completely think, forgot about it.
0: Yeah, I think I think Artifact came out and then it kind of d- uh, dwindled out after a while because it just didn't get the, you know. I think they were trying to jump on the hype train from Blizzard with, uh, you know, the World of Warcraft uh, card game, uh, Hearthstone. That they have, you know, and it just didn't quite grab the attention. I think World of Warcraft's a little bit more, you know, people know that more than Dota. Name
2: recognition, yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, the people that know Dota are the people that play Dota, right? (laughs) Right. Unless you're in the know, you know, most people probably don't know what Dota is. Never touched uh, it. Let alone World of Warcraft. I mean, let alone, you know, World of Warcraft had a movie. You know, so I think a, a general population, more of the general population knows about what World of Warcraft is even if they don't know the game they know the movie right uh, whereas right. dota didn't
2: have any of that stuff so right yeah did movie. anybody here actually watch the movie I nope?
1: did I owned the movie
3: Oh heck yeah Absolutely <laughs> it was actually a pretty decent movie I mean
1: yeah
3: it wasn't the greatest they could have done a lot more with it but it was also in a time before Warcraft was actually released so original this was like a prequel to the actual game release.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be like a story of, of Jada and how her and uh Thrall met and and all that stuff and how Thrall became more chief. Yeah.
3: So
0: it's right a good there. it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never watched uh, I,
2: I always watch wanted it, to but...
0: but yeah, I always wanted to. I never did. So I well, mean it's... the
3: lore the lore in that game is very extensive. It's very yeah. wonderful, but at the same time it it's just one of those things that there's no format to the lore. So it's like you get it, but it's just not as fun as if it was like something that you were watching visually or re or could read like per se.
1: Right. Yeah. And there's so many books and stuff about that now, but yeah, this is basically like the store, the pre-story to the current world of Warcraft MMO game. You should say, cause yeah, it's, it's the Jaina Proudmore story and thrall and, and all that stuff. And, and I, I, I can't even believe I forgot his name, but the big bad warlock. Why do I forget his name, Russ? The bad Ted. guy. Bad Warlock. The bad Warlock. The main warlock, the one that basically doomed the the big horde.
3: Bad. Oh Gara, uh, Garrosh. Garrosh. Garrosh, yeah. Garrosh, yeah. yeah. Garrosh, the,
1: there you go. Yeah. The story of Garrosh and Slavin, the the Orcs and all that stuff in the horde to the uh to the demons. So it's a good story. And if you like the wow lore, then you'll like the movie. The CGI was pretty good, I thought. You know, so and I thought well enough that I own the game. It's in my uh it's in my Google Play library. You in the movie? Yeah, the movie. But it's in my Google Play library.
0: Yeah. I've always wanted to watch it. I just never got around to it and then I totally forgot about it till now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Until I said something about it. I'm like, Oh wait a minute, yeah, there was a movie. What
1: else did (laughs) Nick is basically pulled the wool away from everybody's eyes on valve <laughs> or on, on, on valve. Yeah. Well, Eve they still only, saying they only everything, <laughs>
3: even still, everything that Nick has said, he, I don't think that he can deny that valve and, and the inception of steam hasn't had its mark on the gaming world in a tremendous way. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have very many games released or maybe they didn't have direct response, but they, they opened up a world of gaming for indies for those that are like want to make a game better that's been designed i would i would say that i would think that that he would agree that it is one of the more influential developers individual uh or, or uh, developers or companies out there in the gaming world
0: oh yeah for sure i mean i love counter-strike well i used to do counter-strike tournaments back in the day yep. i mean a few buddies would go around you know they had tournaments around here uh, at metagames and you know we'd go and do the tournaments every time and uh, counter-strike was my jam you know back in the day and you know and that, that again that's a modded game for half-life but still loved it day defeat played a ton of that natural selection played a ton of that and there's some other half-life modded uh, games that are really good that i can't remember off the top of my head but you know and i you know of course blue shift and opposing forces and you know, Half Life in general. Half Life Two is still one of my, you know, I, I don't typically put it on my list as as top favorites, but it's definitely there, you know, as an honorable mention as one of my favorite games. I love Half Life Two and Half Life Two Episode One and Episode Two. I love original Half Life, so you know, those are still one of my top games. And uh, yeah, I mean, Valve, uh, you know, like we said at the beginning, uh, and like I think Patrick said, Steam. I love Steam. <laughs> that's my one 2 that's my go-to place for gaming on the pc you gotta have steam involved you gotta have my steam library i mean i have 760 games in steam so clearly they're doing something right there
1: yeah uh, yeah i i mean they are definitely i mean i just looked them up there they have basically like 2.5 billion dollars in assets so they're a very huge company so they definitely. So they're made going broke. Yeah, okay. they're going broke with all this stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I mean, you think about think about how how Steam is, you know, is there? I mean, uh, I trying to find a word way to put it. it. Everybody thought that Steam was going to be a uh, um, a a threat to PC gaming. You know, Microsoft was against it. Uh, a lot of. A lot of people thought that it was going to just be a place for pirating of games and stuff like that when they put it out. How are you going to control this? How are you going to keep this? And how are you going to do that? And, you know, and, you know, and over the years, it's been the reigning champ on on PC for a game libraries. I mean, like Nick said, we have Origins and you have all these others, but none of them hold a candle to Steam in the amount of games they get the amount of money they make the amount of people that they have subscribed and actively logged in they they don't none of them hold a candle to that i mean i i think the the closest thing that we get even nowadays uh outside of that is probably game pass you know i mean in yeah. the console world game pass is probably as close as except for the subscription where you get to play games for free
2: yeah, it's an evolution to yeah, yeah. what
1: Steam is, really. And, and yeah, because you got Microsoft and Sony now doing it to where you can have digital libraries. I don't buy hardly anything physical anymore, and it really did start with with Steam. With Steam, and I think, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I think, honestly, Steam made it to where people pirated less games because I remember back in the day when you wanted to get a game, you'd have to go to Walmart and buy the game, you know, and all this kind of stuff, and it, it just made. People that were lazy, even more lazy. You didn't have to go out. <laughs> you know what was the old what was the old saying, Russ? How do you kill that which has no life? And you can basically make it easier.
3: I mean, because yeah, uh, well, there's an answer to that now. Well, yeah, get COVID. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm serious. The dude that that game, the the guy that that character is based off of, or that or not based off of, but the guy that came popular with all the gaming world. He was he was uh, cosplaying. The guy that actually got, oh, yeah, famous the, cosplay from that, the that, wow guy, yeah, yeah, he, he, he died he, from COVID. He passed away from COVID. I mean, yeah. and that no political message in that, anybody. I'm just saying, just a joke. Everybody relax, but yes. Wow,
2: talk about bringing down the topic.
3: <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I mean, could you imagine how? Because, I mean, back when I was younger, you had a lot of like uh PUP net peer to peer networks that, you know, were easy to pirate games on, like the Pirate Bay and stuff like that and and Asta La Vista. You know, tons of stuff like that back in the day. And then Steam comes up and it's just like it's so easy to get a game and you can get games that are on sale. I honestly think that it probably put a dent in a lot of piracy because it just it's so easy and get made cheap games more accessible instead of having to go see if Walmart has a sale or or you know Circuit City or Best Buy back you know back in the day. Yeah.
3: It, it, it would be PC it, it would be interesting to see like some statistics in pirate gaming versus what it was and what it is now, especially with the digital age moving in, because now in order to play the game you have to have the purchase copied or friend share or something like that. Whereas before, like who didn't have a pirated copy of *Serious Sam*? I mean <laughs> me. Right. I, I mean, well, you didn't like the game, but I had every. It seemed like everybody had a pirated copy of like Serious Sam, or the original Duke Nukem, or you know, like. I mean, everybody had like one person would buy it, and like, fifteen of your friends would have it the next day. I mean, it was like. Well, I the mean, DR I had a
0: friend that would download those, and then I just have him. You know, I would just buy the CDs, the CDRs. Be like, hey, can you? Can I want this game and that game and this game, and it? you know, he'd right. burn them, burn them to him, and then I would have them. But Napster. yeah, I would agree. Like nowadays, <laughs> it's if I want a game, I'll just look on Steam, and then if it's not on sale, just put it on my wish list, and then when it goes on sale, notified. Steam yeah. will tell me, hey, right. I this love is on that.
1: <laughs> I love because I get message pop up on my phone. Hey, this game on your wish list is on sale. I'm like, how on sale is it? Is it enough that I'm gonna buy it? You know, I get those little notifications on Steam and I'm just like, oh, let's see which one is it and how cheap is it? You know, I I am, like I said, I, I, I use Steam and like digital purchases. I don't purchase physical copies of anything anymore. And, and, you know, and you, and I think it's a much better system. You do lose something. And I will say when I, when I say you lose something is back in the day, I used to go buy console games, because you can't do this with PC games, but console games you buy, you take, you trade into GameStop. And usually if you pick them up and play them pretty quickly, you would get, you know, forty bucks back or thirty-five dollars. You know, a sixty dollar game, if you played it and turned it back in within a month, it's usually you're getting forty dollars that sixty that you spent, or even as low as thirty-five, depending on the popularity of the game. You don't have that anymore. But I honestly feel that I get to play a lot more because of the sales. Like, like I can't believe that my Steam library has, like, 200 and some odd games in it, and then let alone you hear Nick's 700. And then we both have a mutual friend of ours who has a library that I don't even know the exact number, but every time I look at it, it's, like, it's it's over – I think it's over, like, 2,000. <laughs> You know, it's
0: over 9,000.
1: Yeah. And, you know, he's got, but he's, he's a huge gamer and he's been a PC gamer for most of his life. I think he recently got a a PlayStation. Um, But, you know, it's one of those things where it has brought gaming. It's brought gaming to more people because of the cost, you know, a steam, steam, man. I mean, they're known for steam sales. I mean, there was even a, there's even all kinds of blog posts and jokes made about, Oh, it's steam sale. I'm going here, you know? (laughs) Uh, did you guys ever see, uh, you guys fans of like Warp Zone? You know who they are? They're like a YouTube channel group.
2: Nope, I've heard of them.
1: They made a video, a very popular YouTube video back in the day of a of a bunch of consoles morphing into women. Uh, and they were like singing a song, and everybody's like, Which one do you want to play? Do you want to play the Nintendo? Or do you want to play the Xbox and the PlayStation? All warped into like these women. I remember that. Singing a video, and at the end of the video, a dude comes in and shades in a computer box and says, hey guys, there's Steam sale. And the, the dudes are like looking at the three hot console women and like, we're going over the Steam sale. <laughs> <You
4: know? laughs> I remember I, that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's the truth about it, though. I mean, I look forward to those two t- main two times a year, the summer sale and the winter sale from Steam. And my library swells during those times because I'm like, put this one in my cart, that one in my cart, that one in my cart, I'm going to buy that one. Oh, and, each, and every day. There's, like, hourly... They used to do hourly, but I think they moved it back to, like, seven hours. But it's, like, every so many hours, a different game goes on, like, a flash sale. And it's, like, right. 70% off and 60% off. And and you can get games that came out that year for half off easily a lot of times.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, when those Steam sales come along, you know, I mean, it's not just... I mean, websites, Reddit, y- you you name it, are talking about how this the winter sale or the summer sales coming up mm-hmm. when it starts they have start times you know yep. what games that they know are going to be on sale all that stuff so i mean these are big events for gamers especially on pc that know that hey they're going to get a lot of games for cheap and you know a lot of gamers like myself and probably patrick as well maybe even russ We wait for these sales, you know. We don't buy. We we, we've come across games that we really want. We'll put them on our wish list and hope they go on sale in one of the weekly sales. But if not, we're hoping for that winter sale, that summer sale, where this game goes down to virtually nothing and picking it up for super cheap.
1: Right. Because outside of what we review, I'm uh I'm a sale I'm a sell buyer for video games outside of what we review because we'll review stuff for the podcast. But outside of that, I'm waiting for a sale on a video game that I want. I don't usually buy stuff right out of the box unless I'm just like can't wait to play it. But that's that's kind of rare anymore. Uh but like I said, I think I think the Steam service is, in my opinion, their biggest achievement and accomplishment because I, it has brought my game my gaming to a, a higher level than it ever would have been without it <laughs> because I would never own that many physical copies of PC games. I never I can remember buying physical copies of PC games, and it was like one a month if I was lucky.
2: Almost oh yeah, well, I mean, my, almost all of my games are from Humble Bundle, just because I don't do a lot of well, PC gaming. But I know a good buy when I see it, and there's great games on there. I mean, I own, I own multiples of Final Fantasy VIII, you know, because I got it on PC and everything else. Um, well, I go all, all the Batman, all that stuff.
1: Before humble bundle and and like Steam, I mean computer gaming as a whole. How often did mm-hmm. you buy an actual game PC game?
2: Oh, right.
1: well, plus god. they were in those
0: giant the boxes firmware. too. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, the box was, the box is like four times the, you know the height was like four it was times like a the dictionary. The yeah, <laughs> and there's a little disc, a little jewel case with a comp- with a computer game, a single disc in there, and then a manual. It's like oh mm. my god, but. But I was saying, like, how often I can only remember a handful of times going to the store and buying it because they were always so expensive. Even if they'd been out for like a year, it was like, you know, go into your your local software software place or or Walmart or like I said, Target or Circuit City or or, uh, uh, or software.
0: Yeah, by mine. but
1: they were hardly ever on sale. I mean, the only time you saw yeah. them on sale was like this copy of this game has been here for like two years.
0: We're gonna mark it thirty percent off, and you're like, wow, I don't know about that. I think it was the box that made them so expensive. You know, that giant <laughs> <box>. <laughs> all that empty air in the box.
3: Not the, yeah. intellectual, not the intellectual property that's inside it. It's, right. the, the box. it's
1: the box. It took up valuable real real estate. It did. I mean, yeah. it took up
2: half the shelf. Right. Well, the last
1: about yeah. piece.
2: The last PC game I bought in box at the store uh, was a uh, Command and Conquer uh, Collector's Edition thing. It's like cool. Bought it. Felt weird. Got home, opened it up. It, it's a code. That's all it was. The box right. is dang ridiculous. Was, <laughs> you know, like but why.
1: <laughs> but before that, I mean, you had stuff. I mean, uh, the actual last physical copy of a video game I bought was a collector's edition, and it was the Wow, uh, the second, uh, the second Wow or Burning, uh, Burning Crusades, I think, is what it was. When it was the second expansion for that one. Uh, I owned the original collector's edition of that game, and I only bought them because of the collector's edition. And the collector's edition are about the size of the old PC gaming box. Like, <laughs> but they're just full of stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that honestly, that in my opinion, basically Valve has helped the PC gaming, uh, you know. Mike Harrington and, and Gabe Newell has done nothing but keep the PC gaming industry going with with Steam. I mean, yeah, I remember The reason that there's so much involvement is because it's so easy to get a hold of a game anymore, and everybody is copycatting them now.
2: Yeah, I mean Microsoft. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's uh, Game Pass is an evolution of uh, uh, Steam, and it's a great evolution. I have no complaints. I love me some Game Pass, but you know they started, it, and Sony is, is going to end up following suit along with Nintendo. And they're already kind of, kind of leaning that way.
1: Well, yeah, um, Nintendo has the, the where you can subscribe to their uh, old school retro thing yeah. and stuff like that. It's pretty cheap. And I heard somewhere that Sony had mentioned that they have an answer to Game Pass, and I'd like to see what that is. But you know, in my opinion, it about, they just have to do some major studio uh, investments for that to work because there's not enough. There's not enough first-party only games that I would subscribe to that unless it, they had other studios that were just PlayStation only involved because they put out what like four games a year, four to six games max a year that are PlayStation only, like really like first-party yeah. huge titles. I'm not talking about all the the JRPGs that come out of them that I have little to no interest in playing or maybe I have enough interest, but you know they're if they, they've got to do something because. Microsoft is just you you know, PlayStation may sell more consoles, but I think Microsoft makes more money in their games than, than Sony does.
2: I would agree. I mean, the the math alone for what they make a month is ridiculous. I mean, fifteen bucks a month and they have how many subscribers now in Game Pass? Like ten million or some chunk.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but but I mean just it's like copycat. Everybody is is you know, and I and yeah. I think I think Newell and Harrington have basically Spearheaded all that They proved that it could be done It could be done right And they could make money off of it You know I I I had read I think the last statistics That I had even seen by them Were way back from 2017 2017 or something But they were Basically selling 4.3 billion dollars Worth of games A year Which is like 18% of the market And I don't know What it is up to now That's back from
2: 2017 Yeah But, but I do like the fact That EA tried to follow oh, Follow I that And uh, Dumpster fire Oh yeah, and they I was were like, so happy to see that turd crash.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, it didn't really crash, but I mean, EA basically said mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna have our own subscription service, but we're only gonna have our games on here. And and I'm pretty sure everybody was like, and why would I want to pay ten dollars just to play only your games
2: a month? Exactly.
1: You know, so I mean, but I
2: I, I am happy that it's part of Game Pass now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which you
1: know, yeah, I mean, we'll get all the EA games now. I don't know if they're gonna. I think, from what I understand, there's not because even uh, EA doesn't do it. They don't put their newly released games no, on. No. That's the bad thing too. Is when when EA did this, their brand new releases didn't go to the EA Play. You had to wait a little while. That's
2: yeah, true,
0: but, but I'm EA okay is with it. Company, you know
1: they. Yeah. EA's money. Hungry. I mean,
0: that was if you're going to make your own EA Play division like that, you know, and have some sort of of situation like that. Convincing people to buy into that without new releases being there is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. Because again, like you, got, you guys said, why would you want to? What it, would be the purpose? To play some 20-year-old game that I could buy for like $5? Right. No thanks. That it's, it's There's a syndrome for that. It's called more money than
1: brains, and that's EA for you. They've got more money <laughs> than brains, and they're just like, hey, you know what would be a great idea? Let's start a subscription service where you can play only our games for $10 a month. And you can't get anything new. You got to wait six months to a year. That yeah. sounds like a great idea. How much money can we make? Well, well look that's... at Steam. Look at Steam. They have ninety-five million active users <laughs> a month. What if we get ten percent of that? <laughs> you know, somebody yeah. somebody pitched a really good idea, and somebody with more money than brains thought that was a great idea.
2: Yeah, but breaks my heart though is EA is buying uh, Take Two and
1: EA is buying all of our beloved studios. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I, EA just EA just needs to start having some money troubles, so they'll start selling off those studios.
2: EA just they they just need to be set upon fire. I mean, it, they're just a sickening company, in my opinion.
1: We need we need we need the government to step in and and pull a all Bell on them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have to split. You got to break it up, buddy.
0: <laughs> but uh, I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, I think Steam has done a lot of stuff you know, in early on that people just mimic. I mean, we talked about Greenlight. Wow. We talked about like Steam Direct. You know, we've talked about all this stuff that they've done. They've just done so much stuff that was groundbreaking in the beginning. And, and now everybody's copying them. Yep. Um, I, I think a lot of people hate on Gabe Newell just because he's always the butt of jokes. But I mean, honestly, him and him and Harrington seem to know what they're doing. Their company is making money hand over fist. Yeah, and it's... they're just reaping the rewards.
2: Yeah, I mean I mean what are they I mean w- I mean, their defense is yeah, really? Look at my wallet. I'm right, doing yeah. something right. So, right.
0: Yeah. I mean but look at my company. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. I mean once they came out with Steam, you know, you know, they were making Half Life, Half Life Two. And once they came out with Steam, you know, I mean I would love to see more You know, I mean, they came out with Half-Life Alex, and I'm really saddened that it's only for virtual reality because I would love to play. I really love to play that game, but there are virtual reality systems that you need for that. uh, It's just way out of my price range, so I can't. You know, Mm -hmm. and and that saddens me because I would really love to play it. But uh, I would love to see more games developed by Valve, uh, more Half-Lives or some other, Mm -hmm. you know, game. But you know, with Steam uh platform leading the way. Uh I just I don't expect anything from them personally. No, I yeah.
1: mean it, they're making enough money. I mean, because they're the it, the Valve Index VR kit is selling pretty good. Even when they were with uh HTC, they were making money and now, you know, they're just they're just sitting back and enjoying that easy life a little bit. Uh I don't I I honestly I don't know how how it can work out. I mean obviously Steam is their driving force, uh but they seem to be doing really well in the VR environment, you know, and it, I hate Well, the
0: Index is like rated what number 1 or close yeah. to it as far and it's as it's fairly new. Headsets.
1: It's fairly new, but you but you know what drove that, right? I mean, from what I understand when the Valve Index at first when when they first were talking about the Index there was not a much, not very much buy-in. And then there was this big hoopla that if you purchased an index, uh, set, you got a free copy of half-life Alex and they sold out everywhere, but Japan, I think from what I read back. Right. In the, when, so, you know, that, I'm pretty sure that drove the majority of their, se- their sales, but I just can't afford a, a, a $750 plus VR system for this. I mean, cause it is a top grade VR system. If you buy the thousand dollar kit, it comes with like two sensors, the uh the really nice controller and the headset you know the the visual vr headset with audio but then you got to have a computer to drive it and my computer you know you really need a usb 3.0 and i have one but i think you need 3.0 plus which i don't have one on my computer i don't think on that uh, to even play this thing you know so it's an
0: expensive investment oh
1: yeah i really? mean we're looking at you're looking at $750 if you want to buy the Valve Index. There's cheaper right. options. I mean,
0: I've looked into it myself, too, and it's, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a pricey investment investment that, unfortunately, I can't afford. So. Oh, yeah, I can't <laughs>
1: afford it either. None of us, that's the whole thing is I don't know how they could be making so much money. It's a premium offering in concept, but they're making so much money off of it because I consider the four of us in the average spectrum of gamers, and I'm just like, how do we can't afford one, but all these other people can, you know, and, because you're looking at, um, you know, if you want to play Half-Life in the way it was presented, you have to buy one of the premium, and that's either the HTC or the Valve Index. You can get into yep. the Quest ones, but the Quest ones don't have all the functions on the controllers that the HTC and the Valve have. So, you you know, if you want to get into this properly with the proper uh, controls and and manipulabilities of these controllers. Right, the individual fingers. Yeah, $750 right. minimum, and that doesn't come with any of the base stations uh which control right. the control the actual uh mo- your movement. So it can't Yeah, I mean your so movement. basically
0: you're going to spend $1000 regardless. So you might without still buy a $1000 kit without you know. a PC. Without a PC, right. And you so now you to have get, to have a PC just to get the they, VR working. Right.
1: And and you know they're recommending like a GTX 970 plus or a 480 plus uh to do this, you know, and and I'm like I'm like, man, I mean I have I, I've got a uh what do, I have a nine sixty in mine, so mine doesn't even qualify. <laughs> I was like, what did I put in my machine? But I put a I put a GTX nine sixty in this thing uh you know a couple of years back. So mine isn't even even the video card's not comparable enough to to push this thing. <laughs> so you know. I'm I'm at a loss. I, I'd have to spend new money to upgrade a computer and you're looking at in my the way I build a computer, because I build a computer last this computer's been here for ten years and I've just upgraded components here and there. I spent $1,200 to build a new computer and then $1,000 for a headset. There's $2,200. I just can't afford that.
0: Right. And I have a gaming laptop, which, you know, it's a, it has a VR-ready sticker on there, but I already did the little thing that, you know, to see if you're... If you for can power, play Half Life yeah. Alex. And mm-hmm. I, I, I... One of the... I can't remember which one it was, but there was one of the uh, requirements that I did not meet, which I think my laptop has a... I think it's a GTX 1060. In so it.
1: you're over that. Yeah, you're on the video card side. Yeah.
0: So, you know, but still, it wasn't even didn't even meet the requirements. Um, right. Some didn't meet the requirements. Like,
1: but I mean, still, it's made them money, you know, outside of that we can't play. it. I mean, see, I guarantee you that if Half-Life Alex went on to a regular PC game, all of us would have bought it and played it by now.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. It's even on my wish list. I even know I know I can't play it. (laughs) Right,
1: exactly. You know, every time I see it, I'm like, oh man, I just want one. How much, you know? How dead would I be if I took two thousand (laughs) dollars out of my account, you know, and just did all this, you know? I mean, I know. I
2: think I think about how dead would I be if I took two thousand dollars out of your account too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. You know. So I mean, (laughs) I just you know. I just I have the money I just cannot part with that much money to play a game because right now it's really the only game that I really want to play. So am I really willing to spend? Because I mean I'd build a computer anyway for down the road. So am I really willing to spend $1000 just to play a game? And the answer is no.
2: I hate to say it, but I if I had if I had the ability to just go <laughs> I would I would probably do it. I really would. I have the ability I really to really want to play that game.
0: I can't. I can't. Well, I don't want to be yeah, murdered. If I had the voice. ability to do it, probably would. But, you know, it'd be one of those things like, you, you know, know, if I had the ability to do it, and I'm sure it's the same for all of us, it'd be like, all right, I have Alpha Phyllox and in the in the headset and everything all ready to go. Like, everyone should come over and play it, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's oh, what I would expect you, we would. for all of you to come over and take turns playing the game and playing through it, because that's what I would buy it for. You know, just buy it for us so we could all experience and have fun playing the game. Right.
2: You know what? I think the three of us would agree you should buy it so we can all play it. <laughs> yeah. No, <I>
4: can't.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. So I mean, like I said, they they do a lot of stuff in the gaming industry. They just don't do a whole lot of games now that I didn't really wow. realize until we started talking about it. I didn't realize how much of this stuff was just them, the modding community, and then them buying them, the group that put out the original mod, and then they're developing a, an actual copy that Valve was going to sell. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff, I I didn't realize a lot of the games were that type of, of stuff. I knew they did a lot of other things, like I like I said, I've got I've got a Steam machine, I've got, you know, I got all kinds of stuff. They even did for a while. They even did their own PCs. I don't ever know. I don't even know if they're doing those anymore. Do you know if they're still doing their own brand the line of PCs oh, and operating no. system?
0: You know? And that's what I was talking about before when I was talking about the steam boxes
1: mm. and i
0: and i uh, you know i uh, i i i corrected myself by saying like the little the little version you know the little steam box version not mm. the not the pcs itself because yeah. they yeah when those came out they were doing the steam boxes which were basically those those little portable ones mm. um but they were the actual like pcs right um that were supposed to be able to use uh, streaming, you know, but they were you were streaming to an actual computer instead of a little right. box. No, no little I had the
1: little, I had the little steam. Yeah, that's what Little, you know,
0: little chip, little box yeah. chip thing.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I have too. But I I know that at some point, like there was, you know, they had partnered with like even Alienware and CyberPower to put out PCs that right. had their own Steam OS on it. Yep. I didn't know if yep. they were still doing that or not.
0: No, I don't think they're still doing that. That didn't, that didn't catch on. You know, like much like the Steam Box that we have, uh, the Steam PCs, I don't think, catched on either. You know, it wasn't
1: <clears throat> Steam leak. That's I what, mean, that's what we got. We got a, the Steam as far leak.
0: as Windows goes. You know, you think about Windows. You know, you take Windows into consideration. Steam try or Valve tried to make their own OS. You know, based right. off of Linux, which was the Steam OS, and much like Linux. Which, you know, some of us computer people, we like Linux, you know, for its own, uh, you know, its own good things. And, but Linux, ultimately, makes something
1: that's, and Linux makes yeah, an OS that's kind of friendly, Ubuntu, which is kind of w- friendly for Windows. Users, right, kind of a
0: Windows-Linux thing. But, uh, you know, it, when it all comes down to it, you know, which OS would you rather use? You know, Windows. Right. Because D Windows is widely used everywhere. Yep. So it's Easier to
1: use, easier to maintain.
0: Right. So, I mean, you know, Microsoft has the monopoly on that on, as far as OSs go, um, you know, and Steam tried to try to wiggle into that, you know, with their Steam OS and, and it didn't work out much like, you know, Linux is still strong and still around. But, you know, it, it still can't overshadow Windows and I don't think right. it ever will. Yeah. even the Mac OS uh, right. still has the same problem.
1: So, well, there was that push a few years back through where like Best Buy and all those were selling PCs with Ubuntu on it, but it just right, ended up hurting their that. sales. Uh, but yeah, w- what we got was a Steam. But nobody link. wants
0: that. I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, most things don't use that, that program, you know, that OS. Right. They're not compatible with it, so.
1: Right, yeah. And, and it was just, the OS was just on there so it could run the Steam software right. uh, to launch the games and everything. But what I was saying is that we got the Steam link. That's what I've got
0: yeah yeah steam link yes yeah.
1: Exactly. yeah yeah and that's what i bought too and then yeah the controllers that they came out with yeah uh, but yeah, yeah I, I mean as well i didn't i didn't realize that they had stopped selling i knew they stopped selling the steam link i didn't know
0: that they stopped doing the, they stopped uh, selling all of it the steam link the the, the controllers no they don't sell anymore because i bought the steam link and you you probably bought the same time too yeah this controller and the steam link for like five dollars each
1: <laughs> yeah they were on sale
0: they were, like, super on sale. Yeah. Um, so I bought both of them just to have them. Really, I think you told
1: uh, me they were on sale, and that's why I ended up getting one.
0: Yeah, probably so. And then, the you know, the Steam boxes, the, the PCs that they created, uh, they weren't on sale for very long. I don't think they lasted that long.
1: I really thought they would be, you know, due to their partnership with, like, Alienware and CyberPower.
0: Right? Yeah, I did too. You know, I thought that would be pretty cool. I looked into them, and uh, they're a little expensive, though. They were pretty expensive. Well,
1: anything that cyber power puts out and anywhere included is like
0: <laughs> twice right. the cost
1: of it's anything not, without their name on it.
0: Right. So, yeah, they were, they were pretty expensive. They were pretty cool looking, but yeah, it, it was that same thing. You know, they came with, I think, like you said, with Ubuntu uh, and then loaded up the CMOS. Right. And, you know, I think most people that bought them probably partitioned the drive and put windows on it. More than likely. So they probably just ended up using it as just a Windows PC with Steam uh, application on there and just used the big picture mode. So, really, they were just buying a computer, a high end computer, for an exorbitant amount of price for nothing. Right. And that's what yep. they ended up coming up to.
2: Well, I think we all can agree Valve started a lot of things and you know, succeeded very well doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have. I mean, when you think about it, and like I said, I didn't really think about that much until we started this cast, was they launched a game that launched many, many mods that turned into full-fledged games based off of their original game, Half-Life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, know, like, that's, like, almost all of the games that they have. Right, in the and, You know,
0: and, and you're, like, you know, uh, Nick brought it to the attention. You know, I didn't even think about it until then, until I started looking at the wiki, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, because I remember playing all these games, and I'm thinking, like, no, these were all mods. Like, all these were mods. And then I started right. looking at like, all these. and like, they don't look like, like the
1: original games. Holy oh like, crap. Weren't... Like,
0: Valve never made anything so for half <laughs> right. <life.
1: laughs> right. I mean, how could you say... The Team Fortress is a mod for Half Life. When you look at, the, especially the one that
0: came in orange box, you're just like, where, where did this come from?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> even know?
0: Team Fortress, the original, came with the original right. Half Life. You know, mm-hmm. it was uh, in with the original Half Life. So you you think like, oh, okay, that's 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 a Valve like multiplayer portion, right? And no, it was just a, it was just you know, like Russ clearly said, it was a mod, and I, I didn't know that personally. You know, I always thought Team Fortress was a Valve property, not a right, mod. Not, of right, else. IP, yeah. Right, with the original IP. And, you know, clearly it was it was a mod from, uh, what, was it, what do you say, like Unreal Tournament or something like that?
1: Yeah, and I'm like, wow, what the heck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, obviously it proves that they are very heavily involved in the gaming industry to be able to just go, I like what you did. We're bringing you on board to actually do this for a living now you know, because that's sure. what they've been doing. They've, they've been finding those modders and then they bring them on to make the projects a reality, a, a full-time job for them.
0: Hey, I mean, those modders, you know, some of those modders and, you know, Counter-Strike, Day Defeat, Natural Selection, you know, some of those other ones. Yeah, I mean, those, they brought on some really good games, you know, so, you know, hats off to Valve for for looking out for these modders and say, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive to take our our game and make something so cool like that, uh, and then bring them into the system. And that's that's cool for those modders, you know. But yeah, exactly what you said. You know, a lot of these games came from the modding community. Uh, a lot of the games that are published under Valve um, that weren't actually created by Valve themselves. All right.
1: Right. I guess, and you really can't talk about Valve without their weird weird logo past logos i should say because the logos aren't the same anymore <laughs> you know they don't have the the weird logos i remember back when i was younger seeing the the old logo with the the fat ball guy with the valve in the back of his head or the weird looking dude with the valve in his eyeball
2: <laughs>
1: you know? oh god i forgot about the, the eyeball one dude?
0: with the valve in the back of the head anymore what's that uh,
1: they don't, they don't use the... that one i've not seen with their current oh. logo i don't really see that anymore uh, I thought they stopped using that logo back in like 2014 or 2016.
2: Yeah, people were offended by it.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, even like the current, like, uh, current valve. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. What I was, was gonna that say that? the current valve logo
1: is pretty much just their 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 normal their normal lo- name now, just valve
2: with the little e. Oh yeah, the, it's the Half Life spelling. Right.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Blue Shift, you know, which was a pretty good game. That was made by Gearbox. Well, in collaboration with Gearbox, so mm-hmm. probably Gearbox did most of it, which I like. I like Blue Shift. Blue Shift is pretty cool. Right. And then, um, what was it? Opposing Forces. Opposing Forces was also Gearbox. <laughs> you
1: <know. laughs> right. You're oh, you're pulling out with a wool, Nick. You got to stop uh, digging. Yeah, <laughs> but i mean their source engine i mean their source engine is what we really when you think of it now because a lot of a lot of games that aren't theirs are using their engine like you know we talk about that black mesa which is a developer type i'm really surprised i haven't pulled them on board to make something but black mesa is using their engine it's obviously built on their the day of infamy infamy you know and a few things like that you know i mean a lot of people are using i guess not as popular as the other engines but Their engine still gets a good amount of use.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's a good engine, too. It's a good engine for modders, especially. Oh, yeah. Um, What was that uh, Half-Life, like, Gunslinger game? It was also a mod.
1: (laughs) There's a bunch of those. Uh, Which one? It it came out
0: in full release. Oh, the Gunman Chronicles, I think it was. Yeah, Gunman Chronicles. And it was... uh, Half-Life mod that got out. It it actually came out in uh, box copy, like in store physical copy. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember I bought that back in the day too. It was okay. It wasn't that really. It wasn't really that great, but apparently it was made by ReWolf Software, also known as ReWolf Entertainment. Yeah, Gunman Chronicles and that was that was uh based off the valve engine too it was a mod as well that came full release which I thought which wasn't in the in the half life uh wiki but I thought valve had oh no it was made by Sierra it was published by sierra okay that's probably why yeah Sierra Studios published them, but it was a mod by uh off the half life engine
1: yeah, like I said, there's been like, I think you know if you think back to it, Valve has probably probably canceled more games than they put out that are original. I mean, because when you think about it, they, I mean, there's there's plethora. I mean, we were t- I remember talking about the Half-Life Dreamcast port that they were gonna do that got canceled, the Hostile Takeover game back in the day, the Episode Three that was actually really gonna happen and got canceled,
0: Ravenholm
1: that was that. Uh was that code name for one yeah, of their I games? Ravenholm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cuz that was one of the towns in Half-Life 2. Right. Like the and first it, town you went to.
1: Right. And I remember getting hyped about that one and then it was gone and then uh Half-Life 3 again was 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 uh talked about and they got canceled and then Borealis was another one that they did more recently that was canceled. You know, I mean uh ha- Valve cancels more stuff than they actually put out. It sounds like that's their own games. Yeah. I mean Prospero, it, do you guys remember hearing about that one? No, I don't remember that one. That was the RPG, the fantasy RPG game they were gonna do. Then the cross. I
0: wish Valve would. do I mean, because you know, have you ever seen the the developer interviews? Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that at Valve, they're like, we want to make games instead right. of yeah, working yeah, on yeah. the Steam thing, and yeah. like you know, they have some high level uh developers there that could i mean is it, you know tried and true you know half life alex i mean it got great reviews so they clearly have some awesome developers there you know that could make some really cool games if just valve would just allow them to start making some more games i think valve could you know still have steam and make some awesome uh games for everyone to play if they would just allow them to do so.
1: I mean they they're, they're a good company and I and I like most of what they do and what they stand for. I mean, they've been you know, they've been in a few legal issues and stuff that makes you kind of question what they've done, but in all my opinion, they seem to do things um they seem to do things right for the most part from what I see, you know. I mean, Newall I mean, I don't know any of these guys personally, but Dave Newell, Dave Newell and them basic Gabe Newell seems to be doing what he can to make his company the company it is and to keep them going. I mean, him and Mike Harrington founded this, and they are both seem like pretty straight shooters for the most part. You know, Gabe's more of a showman. That's why he leads the company now, even though he's co-founded with the other guy. But I, I don't know. I, I have a I have a fondness for him, and I tend to check out any project that they're doing like I, as soon as i heard that they were making their own vr stuff i looked into it and then i saw the price tag and was like i'm sorry guys but i can't help you on this one you know <laughs> i can't buy this one you know but you know they they seem to be pretty competent and obviously their company proves it with the amount of money they make uh, i i know what was the most recent thing they were in trouble for they had some employees claim they were being discriminated on and had really poor working conditions and i think the The employees lost that one, about one. So, I mean, you know, take from that what you will.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's, it's hard to, you know, I mean, you hear a lot of that about a lot of places. I mean, Apple is, you know, they're, they're apparently just a horrendous company. Just horrendous. But, I mean, I don't know. You hear a lot about that with a lot of companies. Some of it's mostly true. Some of it, you know, might just be, you know, hey, you guys got a lot of money, I want part of it.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. I, it, you know, any company's going to be in the news to some extent, but these guys, less or so. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of theirs. I, I like their games. I like, I love their Steam service. I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine my gaming career on the PC without it. Uh, to be honest, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have Steam as my one central point. Because <laughs> I remember before buying a video game online at a digital sale and you would get an email with the key and then a link to download the game. And I'm like, before long, you're going to be like, where's my link to download this game? How do I track that? I purchased this. Cause that was my biggest thing when I first started doing digital games online. As I remember, I think it was a Westwood studio games that I bought. that was digital and I bought it and I got an email with the key and the download link. And I'm like, what's going to happen in a year if I want to play this game again, how am I going to get to this? What am I, get, what if I forget the email or what if the link is dead? You know that type of stuff. And then Steam comes along and answers all of that for me. I'm like, single place to keep all my game keys and all the downloads and all that stuff. I'm I'm sold. Plus now you can do online game saves with Steam. You know I save my yep. games clo my game saves to their cloud. So, uh, you know I think it's a win-win. A uh, huge, huge fan of them, and a huge fan of the Steam service, more so than than anything else. And, and I will say, I I like Half Life. I played so much Counter Strike in my day. I played Portal. You know, lots of Team Fortress, lots of Left for Dead. You know, so I mean, outside of some of their lesser known stuff, I was a big fan. I'm not a fan of Dota. Wasn't a fan of some of their other smaller titles, but overall, everything else that I just listed, I was a fan and played. Yeah,
2: they're... yeah. Nobody really can complain about Valve Except for like you were saying Where's the games
1: <laughs> Right It's uh, you know because I think they were Probably they were in some of that back in the day They were in some of that um, Loot box controversy with some of The, the CSGO go um, Skins and stuff like that uh, Do and they, I think they were Part of that um, That lawsuit about the underground gambling Thing because of that because it was a chance you get you buy these tokens for a chance to get the skin type stuff, and uh, you know that was back when they were trying to determine if that was gambling or not
2: right, well, just waking up when the morning's gambling anymore
1: <laughs> so cool. uh you know anybody else got anything else they want to bring out about this studio? I mean, those are the big things that I know about them and what I understand and, and know about valve.
2: No, but next time we do something like this, I would like to discuss EA because I really need to vet
1: <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to. We don't want to do a down podcast. We don't want to do a podcast where everybody's down on everything.
2: <laughs> well, not fully down. They have great that's, people. That's,
1: just that's the definition <laughs> of a crap show. We don't want to have a crap show, right?
2: <laughs> it's not
0: fully down. They lost the license to Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> there I mean, is like. The <laughs> well, they didn't lose the license. They year. lost. They didn't lose the license, but. LucasArts is, is, is uh, spreading the seed out yep. to other developers. They lost
1: their exclusivity,
0: which I'm all yeah. for. I don't mind if they yep. keep it. They're yeah. allowed it. to do it. And even EA put a thing out like, oh, don't worry, everybody. We're still making games for Star Wars. And like, no, we're, we're worried. You can stop making games for <laughs> Star Wars. It's fine.
1: Right. We, we don't, we don't want to not want for you not to. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, the only game that I liked that they put out, in the recent time, I should say, is I liked it, but, you know, the, I don't think most Rustin didn't like it. The Jedi Order. I liked the Jedi Fallen Order game. I, I mean, like yeah. Fallen
0: Order. The only two that I liked, there's two that I liked that they made. It's Fallen Order and Squadrons. I mean, both of those were really good. it was okay, yeah. yeah. Scott, yeah. But, but, other than that, I can't think of any other ones that I liked.
1: I mean, I wasn't a fan of I'm not a fan of the um, the card game they put out. You know, I'm not a fan of the Battlefront games because it's just yeah. to me it reminds me of what was that
0: one they crap. where you the Star Killer guy. Those were pretty good.
2: Oh, uh, the, Force Unleashed.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, those were pretty good though. Was that theirs though?
2: I don't think Force Unleashed was EA. Oh.
1: I don't know. I didn't think that was. I thought they did like Battlefront, Battlefront Two. They did the Old Republic, uh, the MMO one. And they did like they did that, that mobile game, Galaxy of Heroes, that Russ talked about earlier in another podcast, and then Fallen Order and Squadrons. And you know, Squadrons was fun. It was just it lacked a lot of it lacked longevity because it lacked anything outside of what they had basically put in. It lacked it was basically a weekender slash week game for us and then that was it because oh, it was right. just the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, Force but
0: Unleashed was not EA. So okay. That one was, was probably
1: just LucasArts or something, wasn't it? it? Yeah,
0: it was a lot, actually. It was LucasArts, oh, Asper, Asper Studios, Redfly Studio. Okay. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, that's why those were good. Yeah, because They're it wasn't were. EA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: they didn't touch it.
1: I mean, yeah, like I said, we all have, you know, I... I love Bioware and I feel that EA is ruined Bioware, you know, and it, it, and I'm probably sure I'm sure I'm not the only one that has felt that way, but it just seems like they, they are the, the, the brown thumb of the gaming industry. They're like the, EA the,
0: ruins everything they touch.
1: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is everything they buy goes to crap. They're like, Ooh, look at this game company. It should be the other way around. They should be like, they should be this company that just has all this money to invest in the property IPS and companies they buy, they're like, "Hey, we like what you guys are doing. We're gonna buy you, but we're gonna leave you alone, and we're gonna inject that, cash. That's in That's what
0: they should do right but, but they, they don't do that. they try to influence their decisions into the company, and that's why those games come out to be crap
1: right I mean because they they put un unmanageable deadlines, and the one they that say, they
0: did it with or they didn't do it with, I should say, is Star Wars squadrons, right. No, Star Wars: Rise is a good game. You know, it's not great, but it's good. And that was one that, according to the developer and the publisher, that they did, they let them just do whatever they wanted. Yeah. You know, which came out with a really great game. It's not a perfect game, but it's it was pretty good. It was, I don't know about you, but I had a lot of fun playing it for the time that we played it. Right, but so, that was all
1: of it that I had in it. But it obviously, right. it also wasn't a full price game. We mentioned this. It was a $40 game, and it felt like a $40 game.
0: Right. And but the it Jedi Order, I think, 40. as well, was a really good game.
1: I did too. I agree. That was a good game. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that's probably for a different podcast. We just need to do an EA podcast, like Shane says, and we'll talk about the couple of good things that we have about them, and then it'll be an hour and a half long rant about how bad of a company they are. <laughs> but I mean, so you know, I as far as Valve goes, I mean they do right by me, and my game library is is better because of them, and my gaming experience on the PC is better because of them. I think, in my opinion,
2: I would agree.
0: Russ? Yeah. For did, how for my final, you... Go ahead. for my final thing is that this you know Valve, I I I, I do love Steam, and I, that's what I use every day and I love it, and, you know, I pick games out of it, and I look at their sales and various things, so that does it for me. You know, I love Half-Life. You know, for me, it's really, like, two things I want out of Valve. I want Half-Life Alex to be be able to be playable, non-VR, because I just can't afford the VR headsets and the PCs available to play that, and I'd love to see more games come out by Valve. You know, we haven't seen a game in a long time come out by Valve, and they've released Half-Life Alyx, which supposedly is really good, and I believe them. <laughs> I believe the reviewers, and I really want to play it, but I just don't have the money to purchase and play this particular game, and, and I would really love to. So Valve can really make some good games, and we know that. So let's see some more games by them.
1: Right. Yep. I Yeah, I want to see them do some more games in as well. Uh, I would love to play another Half-Life game on the PC that's not uh, VR. I'm in the same boat as you guys are. Uh, VR is just not an affordable market for me at the moment. Um, maybe if Microsoft somehow makes it to where you can use the the HTC on their box, but I still don't know if I'd be able to spend $1,000 on it. So,
2: <laughs> you know. Well, Microsoft will pop one out, i bet
1: it's uh it sounds like we all kind of enjoy them and enjoy what they do and uh you know i mean they're a big pc gamer and pc gaming is a big part of why most of us game and still game i mean i play a lot of games on my pc i know shane's has got a, a, a his computer is a little bit worse off than the rest of ours but he still gets some <laughs> pc gaming in uh and russ has a pretty decent laptop i mean he's got an hp laptop and then nick's got a you got a fairly recent gaming laptop don't you nick fairly new yeah
0: I, it's it's a couple years old now but it's a asus Republic of gamers yeah yeah uh, laptop
1: so those are they make good stuff i mean i buy mostly in my opinion when i make a computer i buy mostly asus components i mean my main boards and asus uh, like gaming board motherboard and then i have you know sometimes i buy asus video cards but normally i stick with like evga and stuff like that but i buy mostly their components especially their main boards i love their main boards uh, asus so uh, but yeah like i said it's They're a good company and we enjoy them and, and I think they're a positive influence on the PC gaming sphere. Anybody else got anything they want to add?
2: War games. Half-Life 3. Yeah,
1: yep, agreed. Yeah,
0: Half-Life Episode 3. It's confirmed. <laughs> Without
1: VR. Not VR. Yeah, no crap. Yeah,
0: Non-VR. <laughs> but it's confirmed. Remember that? Remember the whole yeah. thing? It's confirmed? <laughs> it's
1: confirmed. Oh, yeah, Confirming yeah. it on the podcast. Yeah. It's I'm coming out with uh,
2: Metroid Prime 4, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. They're all coming out together. They're going to bundle.
2: It's going to be, gonna uh, be and, uh, like the happiest
1: game gaming ever. Good and
0: Evil 2, all yes. those games yeah. coming out at the same time.
2: <laughs> yep. going to be right. a big bundle. You know, they're all, uh, they're going to group together. Jesus <laughs> Christ. We're
1: all going to get our wishes come true with the games.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: all Do right. New Silent Hill going to be tucked yeah. in there. Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. That's it's going to be a bonus feature. Yeah, bonus. You just,
1: bonus game. You just think it and it will <laughs> be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you think yep. it, it will be there. That's yep. the new Field of Dreams logo, right? Slogan? Yep. <laughs> if you wish it, it'll come true.
0: It will. <laughs> nope, well, it's still All empty. Bundles. It'll be the green box. The green box. <laughs> the green the box.
1: box. <laughs> <laughs> Every 10 years, Valve comes out with the box. The magic box. What's going to be in it?
2: Uh, that line. would be cool if they brought out another box.
0: I mean, I love the orange box. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had I, all I, bought it. I had all these games. I did And when the orange box, box, box came out, I remember buying the orange box. So <clears throat> funny story. Funny story time. Funny story. Uh here we're at, we have a place called and it might be around some other areas, called Family Video, once they're going out of business. But you know, game rental, movie rental place. After Blockbuster and all that went away, uh, I was up in Evansville because I have some uh, family that lives up in Illinois and and, and uh, Indiana, which is where Evansville is. It's not that far away. It's about an hour drive. So we drive out there <clears throat> and Family Video would sell some games for super cheap and they still do. I mean, now they're probably liquidating everything, but at the time they would sell some games for fairly cheap. Um, where they'd have a little selection where you could buy some of their games, you know, that they'd been renting out for super cheap. So anyway, I went there and they had a copy of the orange box. It, It just came out, just came out like maybe a week ago at this time. And they had it there for like 10 bucks. And I was like, holy crap, this is still like $60. And so I brought it up there to the front. And the guy looked at it, and he was like, looked at me and looked at it. And he was like, uh, I didn't call my manager. Because he knew this game was not that cheap. <laughs> and so the manager came, and he was like, and the manager looked at it and he goes, oh, well, we stuck the price on it. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> so they were like, he was like, okay. And so he sold it for me for $10, which he knew, and the manager knew, and everybody knew. They ain't worth ten dollars. It was definitely worth much more at the time. You got orange box. I got for orange $10. box ten bucks. And I was so excited because I was like, I knew I saw it, and I was like, holy crap. You I got can't got believe they're half... selling this game cheap.
1: <laughs> you got Half-Life Two, <laughs> Half-Life Two Episode One, Episode Two Portal, and Team Fortress Two for ten dollars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they priced oh, it wrong. Gosh. They marked it wrong. And you know, I mean you know, family video, if you've ever been there, they're like, you know, anything they price, like even if it's a mistake, you know. Uh, kind of like the big box stores and stuff, you know, if they market it wrong, it's whatever price they put on it.
2: So somebody marked it. Of wrong, Missouri, uh,
0: that's, it's free. Yep. They put <laughs> yeah. free on it, they have to give it to you. Yeah, they they put ten bucks on it, so the guy's just like,
2: Well, that's what they we old, put on it. So the joke
1: about there's no price tag, so it's free, right?
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I've tried that one. I did just you know. the police when I took off. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, but, I mean, I, I owned it, too. I owned the orange box. I bought it, even though I owned everything that was in it. I think oh, I owned yeah. everything but Team Fortress 2. I think that's the only thing I didn't own in it. I'm like, you know what?
0: I'm buying it. And I
1: bought yeah, it. Yeah, and I think that's I the loved, only one I, I didn't
2: loved, play. Even though I
0: owned all those games, I loved the, the orange box. I remember going home, popping in my Xbox, and I was like, Oh, this is so fun. And <laughs> oh play all God. the games again. And it was but like, just, like I, I said, I'm gonna like, be that Portal. Yeah, I played Portal and Half Life and Episode One and Two and Team Fortress and I just played it all. I mean, it was still just as fun, even though I already owned it. Um right. I played through all again, so yeah. But uh yeah. <clears throat> that was great. I, I, you know, hopefully Valve does it again. Maybe they'll bring out another box, you know, orange box too or so. Well, they were like supposed to bring box. out the black box. Remember that? I don't.
1: It was a canceled thing that they were going to put out. <laughs> so they're they're planning on doing the black box. Um, but it never it never actually came to fruition. You going go on it was,
0: that.
1: It was supposed to be another comp- compilation box that uh contained like uh, a few other games and some newer stuff that was supposed to come out, it, but it never did come out. In the black box. It was canceled it, or I think it was just stopped talking about it, but it was, um, it was supposed to be a little bit cheaper too, box too, from what I understood, but it just never, it never came out and it never got a full list of what was supposed to be. And then that's probably because valve kept canceling everything that was supposed to be put right. in it.
0: <laughs> it would be nice to see valve put like, you know, they put counter-strike on the Xbox, which was horrible. Um, but I think nowadays, with the newer consoles, it could be doable. So it would be kind of nice. I mean, I think they put Global Operation or Go um, on Xbox as well. But it would be nicer to see like some of those like Go and Data Feed and Natural Selection and stuff like that. Uh, like a, maybe a compilation or something to be put on the Xbox and PlayStation or something. I think they'd do it pretty well. I think nowadays, the way that consoles are now compared to back then... It'll probably be a little easier, right?
1: Yep, agreed. But I, 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 you know, I don't know, I don't know how often they're going to put stuff out for consoles because I know Newall is kind of a—he doesn't really like—he's um, not—he's not a fan of the development for for Xbox and PlayStation. He's—he's he's actually spoke out about how horrible it is to develop and program for the two consoles. So he doesn't—I don't think we're going to see a whole lot out of him being pushed towards the consoles
2: anymore. Uh, i mean yeah i would say lost revenue but lucky's got to worry about it
1: oh yeah i think i think Newall's actually worth more than his company is i think his company's like two and a half billion i think he's worth like four billion dollars <laughs> there's a net worth of four billion so he's almost worth twice as much as his company it's not like he's like uh he can talk smack all he wants it doesn't really matter to him <laughs> so <laughs> so cool Anybody else got anything else they want to add to this one? I think we've pretty much just kind of wrapped it up with these guys.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we hit pretty much every avenue on this.
1: (laughs) Good company, good games, uh, good episode. uh, More Half-Life. Yeah. Uh, We hope you guys all enjoyed this episode where we talk about uh, Valve, and we hope to catch you in the next episode.